Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Uh, yes, we're going to move on to the Cowboys and the Dolphins. But just before we do so, um, I want to have a quick chat around these, this hip drop conversation. Hmm. Boys, this game is flying. The, the game is absolutely flying at the moment. The game of NRL. I've never personally seen it in better shape. Have you blokes firstly? Oh, best start to the season I can recall. I think it's. I think for a while we're seeing a competition that is completely open. Yeah. You know, the last – I think it's fair to say the last period of time we've seen Melbourne have always been that top two side and one of the favourites. And then yeah. Penrith the last three years. This year I think with Penrith a little bit more depleted, it's the most open comp I think we've seen for yeah. a while. You know, people thinking Sharks and Cowboys and all of a sudden – Cows don't look great. The Sharks don't look as good as what we thought defensively. Um, it's open. You know, we're just, now all of a sudden we're talking about the Brisbane Broncos being a genuine premiership threat. Yep. And it's a, a, tip, a tips' nightmare, isn't it? Like, like you know, you mentioned Sharks currently as we speak coming 13th, Cows 14th. Like that, that's a team that probably should have played in last year's grand final. They were pretty unlucky not to progress against Parramatta. Eels 15th, last year's grand finalists. Like it's... Every team's a chance on its day. Yeah. Well, actually, now you say that. So you had Parramatta taking on the Cowboys in a prelim final. Mm. They're both parked at the basement. Yep. To get to that right, Cowboys knocked off the Sharks. Yep. You know, it's crazy how it's just been flipped on its head. Mm. Jason Demetrio had his say on hip drops. Now, the, I, I'm just convinced, boys, that with the amount of HIA we're getting at the moment, and we're seeing a hip drop almost being penalised and therefore cited every single week. We're on path almost certainly to have a player miss a grand final. And if we're looking at precedence on what has happened throughout the year, we are almost certainly going to have a big player miss out on a grand final with a precedent you won't be able to argue against. Um, Jason Demetrio has this to say on hip drops. Well, I think there was a few hip drops, yeah. I think there was at least four of them in the game. Um, you know, we keep saying that it's not a problem in the game, but... You know, Isaac Thompson, Jr. Or if that tackle happens in a training field, I can guarantee you the teammates aren't happy about it. Your own teammates are filthy if you do that to your, to your fellow teammates. So I don't know why we're not doing it at training while we're bringing it on the field. How is Isaac? He'll have to get some x-rays, go for some scans, but um, he's hobbling a bit. And fingers crossed he's not too bad, but we'll have to wait and see. OK, re- really tricky one because I-, I do agree with what he's saying. But just... The ones that I've seen personally, the Jacob Preston one, Dale Finucane last week, I just don't know what they do. I, I just mm. – I, I don't honestly think there was any intent in either of those I, two. I totally agree with you. But in saying that, in defence of the NRL, defenders aren't keeping their feet. As soon as you lose your feet in defence, you lose the tackle. Players will drive through, and that's the only option you're going to have is to, to peel off the back – and try and keep hold of them. And it's easy to say, well, if you get beaten in the tackle and, those, and the, power, the man powers through, the attacker powers through, just let go. That's never going to happen in a competitive game like rugby league mm-hmm. where everything is about stats and analysis and you're going to be called out next week by the coaching staff, whatever it may be. I've been banging on this about for four years. 
we don't reward good technique in defence. But can I tell you why they lose their feet? And it's a bit similar to being pulled by a truck or or being pulled by the uh, skiing, for example. If you're sort of stationary and you're being pulled along, it's almost natural you're going to lose your feet, isn't it? Like, it's very hard to keep up with the I – I, I'm just trying to def- defend them, I suppose. So but what, what, what we do – get taught now as rugby league players or the players that are playing now is the first, usually the first point of contact is catching the attacker. They call it catching the yeah. player. So, you know, big man runs up. Let's say it's Tom Burgess. He runs up. He's a big man. Player stands in front and just goes bang and takes all the weight and catches the player. They don't hit them with any force. They just catch them. And why, why do they do that? Well, it's the easiest way to stop the force. Yep. And then let's wait for the troops to come in. And that's where we see attacking the legs while a player's standing, trying to march through tackles. A player comes in and takes you out below the knees, yep. which I think is a, a bit of a dog act, yep. to be quite honest. Yep. But if you're standing there catching and you've got a bigger player that's pushing through the tackle and all of a sudden you end up around the side and then he keeps running or walking, whatever it may be, and you think the only one I'm going to get him down is I'll drag him down from the back. Yep. That's where anything goes wrong because you lose your legs. Now, you know, Jake Tabojevic, again, said this on a number of occasions. He's one of the most penalised six-again players in the competition because his technique's too good. Yep. He hits him around the ball. He drops to the ground. The referee say, let go, Jake. Let go, Jake. He's just got to let them go. He's got to lay on the ground. So this is this, there was a loaded question when I asked Sats, and, and I'm so glad you brought up Jake Trebojevic because mm. he does have this perfect technique. Now, what would happen in the past when more people were tackling like Jake Trebojevic – They'd make the perfect tackle. They'd it'd be almost a dominant tackle. They'd lay all over them. Yeah. And they'd win it on the floor. Yeah. But now the coaches go, okay, well, we're getting penalised for doing that. So how do we slow the play the ball down, the entirety of the play the ball? Let's catch them. Let's keep Let's them up. dance. Dance yep. with them for a little bit. Yep. All the defenders around those who are involved in the tackle have got they, – they can see everything safe and locked up here. Yep. They can now retreat. So instead of having the – wrestling on the ground, they're now having a dance up at top, what you're talking about. Yep. And Jake Trebojevic, who the old way, cut him in half, yep. no risk of a hip drop, that's getting penalised. So that's that's why we're seeing this dancing and therefore mm. people ending up behind them and therefore the hip drops. Now, if yep. we're going to miss three or four weeks, like Dale Finucan, yep. for what he did, again, he, and Spanky says the same thing, he lost his feet. Yeah, Dale would have, if he kept his feet, he wouldn't have ended up there at the back. But in saying that, we, we can't keep rubbing people out for something that's not deliberate. No. It's not a deliberate act. I mean, to miss four weeks or three weeks, whatever it may be, there has to be some recklessness and some a little bit of, a little bit of intent there. So then can you put it back on the clubs and say, listen, if you're catching players as opposed to just trying to knock them down and tackle them as per the old way, if you're catching them and then you have a player like Dale Fadu, and I'd, I'd need to go back to see if that was the case, then you're putting yourself in that vulnerable position. So you should be being... And would that eradicate the catching? Just yeah. got to, just got to reward the players. That first contact's got to be if the first contact is from the ball below, that's got to be rewarded. Yeah. But it also feels like not all of those hip drops are created equal either. Like I can understand what Jason Dimitri being um, frustrated in that. Well, that's the second time that Junior Tatola this year has been the victim of a hip drop. Mm. Um, and like, he's one of their best best forwards. Twenty twenty two George Piggins medalist. And then I look at the one with Preston, uh, and, and I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's playing at the ball. Yeah. So he, he was trying to drag the ball. He had his hands around the ball and was trying to drag it away from him, and, th- and then he's fallen. So 
They're not all the same. No, they're not all the same. And and on the, Vossi and Brandy were talking about this during the week. And you don't get penalised for challenging. You don't get added an extra week. And the listener was trying to take on Vossi about that. But you are encouraged to take the early plea. So, for example, if the charge is four weeks, if you take the plea, it gets reduced to three, mm. right? But the problem is, if Sats, if you do something that's really, really bad and you go, well, I've got nothing to challenge you, I've got to copy three weeks. Whereas if I go, well, look, mine was nothing like Sattler's. Mine was more like Jacob Preston's. Then I'm, I want to challenge it. But if I fail at the judiciary, yeah, I'm walking away with uh, having the intent and the the outcome far less than what yours was. But I've got to serve an extra week. Exactly. Well, well if you look not not so much at the hip drop, but the the attacking the the player late, like, and you look at the Swale one where he didn't get charged, and then you got Kafusi doing a massive stint on the sidelines. There's now a feeling at clubs, and you know the guy that represents most of them in Nick Gabarin that it's probably not worth you while rolling the dice because mm. it's almost impossible now. And like they, in that particular case that I just mentioned, like they've said, well, mate, have a look at this one and have a look at the other one. And most people would say the Swali one was worse. Absolutely. Yeah. And yet Kafusi was the one who was rubbed out for an extended mm. period and, and couldn't get a downgrade. When you had the ability to break both of those down, Kafusi, yes, he hits him after ball gets delivered, but it seems as though Kafusi seems, he realizes the ball has been delivered. Yeah. And he goes to hit him and he pulls sort of one arm back as if yep. to say, ball's gone, but I'm already committed. Yep. Um, under the rules, obviously, he probably needs to serve time. But yep. uh, yeah, the, the Victor Radley one on on Thursday night when he serves 10 in the sin bin for the hit on Cam Munce, I mean, it was late. It was a bit of a brain uh, brain snap as well. I think there was one last night, maybe, maybe Tommy Gilbert. Which went unpunished as well. Oh yeah, that, that yeah. was in the in goal. There, yeah. there, there was just now. It's just literally just happened there. So and Elliot, yeah. yeah. So watch this, right? If we get a replay here, your timing is impeccable, Sats, because Brendan Elliot goes through. Tell me, this is any different to what Victor Radley did? So this is for those watching. This is about um, seven minutes into the second half. Unnecessary. Bang. Is that any different to what Victor Radley did? Well, it's not because the minute that you commit to what you're planning to do. Munster passes the ball. Brendan Elliott puts the ball on the ground for what he thought may be a try. Body relaxes. Yep. As soon as the body relaxes, that's when that whiplash yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. It was it was totally unnecessary. Stupidity what happened to – and you know what? They're lucky because at 26-12 and what we've seen – and my belief is now that with the sin bin, teams are just too crafty. They're, they're too slick to capitalise third on 12 I just think we need to have 10 in the bin or when the opponent scores a try, whatever happens first. I, I just think one try is enough. Is, is it not? Possibly. It just, it's just funny. You mentioned Radley. Um, I, I was reading something during the What about your timing? Sorry. For the listener who's listening, he's, in front of Sats is the, the Masters replays and behind him is the game. And as you say it, <laughs> it comes up on the screen. I couldn't believe it. Uncanny. Yeah. But, but I was reading something where Trent Robinson had described Radley as the smartest footballer. He's one of the smartest he's ever dealt with. And I'm just, I'm not seeing it when I see <laughs> no, some of those incidents. No, like, no. he does some really stupid things. Yeah. Tell you what, but yeah. I don't want him to change. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, he's, he's going to serve some time on the sideline. That's just, he, I use the same phrase, he plays at red line every yeah. game. And he's going to flirt with the hearse on a number of occasions. Yeah. 
but I love it. Yep, I love the, it. The a little di- by Gordy Tallis. He's trying to tame Gordy Tallis. He never wanted it to happen. Nah, you don't want it to happen. The dichotomy of Victor Radley, the dichotomy of simple and easy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> doing things simple is not always easy. And uh, that's the case for Victor Radley. A break it back with more. This is crunch time. Just repeating, Maestro, for those who want to play, let it ride and get in the chair a little bit later on. Races? 7, 8, 9 in Sydney. 7, 8 and 9 in yep. Sydney. Brisbane. Uh, Doombin today races six, seven, and eight. I need the numbers for. Okay, there you go. Crunch time. I break it back with more.